your weekend breakfast with Rufino and Bakanyane on 702. Let's walk the talk. And speaking of or staying on the topic of um, matriculants, uh, this week as our, uh, the next cohort of matriculants will be receiving their marks after a long wait. We just look ahead. We talk about the importance of looking ahead and making sure that applications or choices, very important choices about what to study and where to study are not done at the last minute, at the last moment. Of course, we all remember those unfortunate incidents of stampedes at uh, UJ, the University of Johannesburg, with people applying last minute, um, you know, that, that was many years ago, but people applying last minute, um, trying to get, trying to apply, trying to get registered. And, you know, I think this is a conversation that we should definitely be having way, way, way in advance, uh, long in advance when it comes to career choices as well as finally applying to the university or universities of choice. I mean, for those of you that have not experienced it, it sounds, of course, like a no-brainer, but um, it's a it's a, an unfortunate reality for far too many South African matriculants that these choices happen only at the year of um, commencing their tertiary studies. And um, perhaps uh, these take place in a rush, right? Because career guidance is not something that happens in a, on a sustained basis in far too many schools. So today we're going to be talking to our human potential and parenting expert, Nikki Bush, about the importance of career guidance for learners in general, as well as accessibility to career guidance for for all matriculants um, and all high school learners. Good morning, Nikki. Welcome to Weekend Breakfast. Good morning, Rafiwe. So, where do we fall short as a country when it comes to providing career guidance and why? Such a good question, Rafiwe. As you said, you know, career guidance is not what you do the week before you go to university or you apply for a course. It's something to do with the journey of getting to know yourself over time. And, you know, we are all evolving beings. Our children are evolving beings. And it starts with getting to know yourself in terms of personality, interests, strengths, and how your brain operates. And we start, the first big door that opens is in grade nine, when our children have to make subject choices for grade 10. Mm -hmm. And for many, that is a massive, massive, confusing moment because you have to start whittling things down. Now, where do we fall short in our country? Um, Well, if you can afford careers guidance counseling, which will cost anything from 500 to three and a half thousand rand, that's when you would take your child for a private assessment mm-hmm. and they would go and do these aptitude tests and these, uh, these uh, personality tests. And you would have a one-on-one consultation as a family with a registered psychologist, educational psychologist, industrial psychologist, etc. Mm-hmm. In some government schools, we have school psychologists. Where you have school psychologists, they will generally run a workshop. They will run a course. They will do a talk in the evening for parents and the learners. And they will start the process of helping you to think about what interests you and what's going on in the world. But in many, many schools in our country, there isn't a library, let alone a school psychologist. Mm. And even school psychologists themselves, many are not psychometrists. 
experts and a psychometrist is somebody who's trained to do those assessments and to interpret and read the assessments. So you can see that we have a very big gap, a very big division, but all is not lost. So just before we say, you know, there's nothing for the majority (laughs) of our learners, I did quite a lot of research um, in the last couple of days looking to see what is available for free yes, or nearly for free. Mm-hmm. And those tests that I've been talking about, those aptitude tests, those interest tests, uh, for those of you who, who have ever taken one of these tests in um, a large company like a DISC test or a Myers-Briggs test or an Enneagram, there's lots for free on the internet. So just go and Google free personality tests free aptitude tests and you will find that there's a host of free tests to get you started Mm. so i think we must never fall victim to the fact well we don't have a school psychologist so we're damned um there's always a way um and there's a site called 123test.com 123test.com where you can get an introduction to just about any of these tests to get an idea of what I'm actually talking about this morning Mm. and go and do any of those for free. And then I also came across another organization called onlinecareerguidance.coza and this organization is running um, these kinds of assessments in schools. Corporates can sponsor at 250 rand per student. Mm -hmm. They're doing entire classes, entire grades, and they've put together a whole program at an amazing price. I love that. You know, obviously, it costs money because it takes time. Mm. It takes somebody's time to go through the tests, the analyses, and then to provide feedback. And the most ideal situation is where you have a learner who does some kind of test online or written and then there is feedback there's analysis there's an interview preferably as well Mm -hmm. so we get to know you get all of this is about getting to know yourself what subjects do you enjoy um and to find a a broad kind of um understanding of yourself before you start getting too specific Mm. and you know, that, that's important because I think people have a very narrow view of careers guidance. Um, you know, I need to be told that I need to become a doctor, a lawyer, or an accountant, or an architect. But the world of work offers so much more today, mm-hmm. so much more. Let's think broadly here around, are you the kind of person who likes to analyze and solve problems? And let's face it. That's what the world needs lots of right now. And that's such a key. That's such a key yeah. thing that you're pointing out, Nikki, is the fact that yes, um, there are all these various tests available, but um, underpinning all of that is, you know, kids sitting in in communities or households where they've only been exposed to a rather limited range of possibilities or job descriptions, and so the aperture through which they are looking at the world and you know trying to look at their own future or uh, imagine their own future is quite small. So as soon as you take the filter of uh, specific jobs off and uh, you 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 add the filter of your capabilities and your aptitude in general and the future of work it really opens up so much totally and i think 
what's interesting, and I was asked this question yesterday, you know, kids, do kids know what they want? Mm. And my instant answer was no. Most kids are very confused. But actually, when you start to think about it, kids do have a feel for what they want to do. Sure. But actually... Parents with their expectations often get in the way. And in South Africa, we have this very narrow filter that the only way to succeed in life is a degree, which is actually becoming old thinking. And teachers with their narrow view or experience of the world also often run interference. And this is one of the problems that we have, obviously, in under-resourced schools is that there's absolutely no knowledge of what's out there beyond a degree or beyond being a basic worker and there's so much more in between today so so much more so let's just look at what i started to talk about in terms of some broad categories so i talked about are you a person who likes to analyze and solve problems you know that would be anybody from an engineer to an artisan like a plumber Mm. and Anybody who can, can build and who's got entrepreneurial skills and would like to build businesses, who's got big picture ideas, who's good at promoting ideas, um, skills, that kind of thing. You know, that might be somebody who goes into that broad area of marketing. Sure. There's tons to do in the marketing arena. Um, managing and controlling and handling people. Some people are really good at that. Um, and then... Those who are service providers and offer support functions, now we look at things like healthcare workers, teachers. You see how I've broadened the aperture mm, absolutely. beyond just, I want to get into education. Mm. Well, it might not be education. There's so much more out there. So let's, let's look at, you know, like, for example, that Myers-Briggs test that I was talking about. That's going to look at things like personality. Where do you get your energy from? Are you an introvert or an extrovert? How do you prefer to take in information? Um, And how do you prefer to make decisions by thinking or feeling? How do you prefer to relate to the the world by judging or perceiving? You see, this gets you thinking about how do I operate in the world? Do I like to work in a team? Do I like to work on my own? All of these things are very, very, very important. And I mentioned grade nine being a subject choice year. But then we also have the grade 11s, grade 12s who need to start thinking about what might I like to study after school and Mm. where, is it a technical college, is it a university, is it a vocational college, you know, what appeals to me and I think we also have to just start thinking about what will the world pay us for right now. Mm, absolutely. What will the world pay us for? Um, but before we even start to being paid by the world, just the idea that, yes, you've gone through this aptitude journey, you've done your subject choices, but applications, which is something I touched on at the beginning of our conversation, applying to those institutions early is so mm. key, right? So things that um, so many of us took for granted by the time you were in grade 11, you used um, whatever results you had at hand mid-year to apply and get a preliminary or provisional acceptance to your institution of choice, whatever that was. Um, And it's clear that the message is not as pervasive as it should be, that these are all things that you can do so that by the time you write your matric finals, um, the university will or the tertiary institution or wherever you're going to will get those final results automatically and send you that letter saying we're happy to accept you as opposed to you scrambling when you do get them to apply to begin with. 
right? By the time you're writing your finals, you should be almost settled in the in the knowledge that um, you've got one or two institutions lined up and ready to accept you based on your grade 11 results. Well, I want to pick up on what you've just said, that you have one or two options available to you. And I would say to every family, you need more than one or two options. You need A, B, and C, and maybe D, because things change all the time. What happened in your grade 11 results, by the time you get to grade 12 results, you did better or worse, mm. and that changes or a, everything. Or a global pandemic has happened and completely changed the complexion of your final year. Exactly, exactly. Um, so there is so much that can happen, and your applications, as you said, need to be in early as opposed to waiting at the gate. You know, that is cause for panic, and there is also, nothing wrong with taking a well-constructed, well-thought-out gap year either. Mm. So to go out, and in my conversations in the last couple of days with careers counselors, with psychologists, you know, go and do job shadowing. If you're not sure, go and do internships. Go and be paid a pittance to work alongside somebody to get a feel for what is actually going on in that job. For my own children, I can tell you that with my eldest, we landed up on plan C. Sure. We had plan A, we had plan B, but we landed up on plan C because the maths marks were comma 2% out. Mm. And that could happen to anybody. So let's just get our heads a little bit flexible that this is a, this is a, a moving target. Mm-hmm. It is not hard and fast, and I would like to say that it's not an easy thing when you when you are googling. Let's talk to grade eleven parents right now. Sure. When you start googling what universities require for certain um, courses, the same course at Stellenbosch University and tax might have different requirements. It's actually a minefield. It's not an easy thing. Sure. There are career guidance units at the universities. And I would suggest that you actually go and have a face-to-face with them. They are very good. And that's one of the things that I've picked up um, that it's worth going to do. Worth going to have that visit and have that conversation. And look at options. And go broad first before you start going specific. Mm. Important. Something um, something that uh, sort of lit up for me as you talked about the importance, where, you know, if it's needed and you think it, your child could benefit from it, the importance of a well-constructed gap year is also okay. But we're, talk, we're, we're talking about or looking forward to uh, Tuesday when matric results come out for um, for learners that were at government schools. And the reality is some people may not do as may may not have performed as well as they had hoped or even thought they did. Um, and some will have failed. How do we take the next year as matriculants and parents of matriculants who haven't done or who failed or who haven't done well at all? Um, how do we take this year as not quite the gap year or traditional looking gap year, but a time mm. to, you know, um, try to fix those results where possible, mm. but also mm. be constructive and not be mired in feelings of guilt or even shame or helplessness? Mm. Mm. So I like to see things like this as what's the gift? What's the gift in this? 
this, this, this gift could be that I have more time to make a better selection, that I have more time to learn about what's out there. I'm going to go and redo certain subjects. And while I'm doing that, I've got a lot of spare time. So maybe you could go and do a programming course because learning the language of machines right now is something that will make you employable. Can you prove that you are committed to your own learning, that despite the fact that you've had a setback, you actually maximize the situation. That's what an employer is going to look at one day. They're not going to be worried that you failed a year, that you took a gap year. They're going to ask you, what did you do in your gap year? Mm -hmm. What did you do with your gap year? How did you grow and learn from that gap year that is going to make you more useful to me right now? Yeah, absolutely. Nice one. Nikki, um, you've got Happy Salmon for us today as the toy you're reviewing. Tell us about it. Yes, now from that very serious subject <laughs> <laughs> of what to do. Oh, we can <laughs> be serious and we can have fun. It's all no. part of the human condition. <laughs> now we're going to talk about Happy Salmon from North Star Games, 299 Rand. And the stockists are Toy Kingdom, Take a Lot and Loot. And this is a simple, fast-paced action card game that's going to make everybody laugh hysterically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it comes in this gorgeous salmon-shaped zip-up bag and it's a a set of cards up to six people can play and as I said it's an action game so as you play a card you have to call out the action on your card and if both if two people in the group have the same action they've got to do the action together so it might be the high five and we all know what a high five is or a unifying pound it where we go knuckle to knuckle or if it's the switcheroo, we physically got to stand up and swap places. Mm-hmm. It might be the delightful happy salmon. Now imagine this. You put your forearms together. So your forearms are, are kissing each other, so to speak. Sure. And then your hands must flap doing the happy salmon flap. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you can just imagine that this is a very, very funny game. And it's very active. And I think this is the opposite to sitting in front of the screen. This is the kind of thing that all families, parents and children who are sitting behind screens all day, every day together, can take like a 10-minute break and just fill their cups with laughter and action for 10 minutes. You know, just for 10 minutes, let's just be carefree. But there is learning here. You know, I never choose a game that doesn't have learning. Mm -hmm. Tell us. So this is, of course, memorizing the actions that go with the various picture cards. So you're using your memory skills. And you have to be quite quick. So it's increasing your processing speed. And then there, of course, is the eye-hand coordination in doing the actual actions. So Happy Salmon from North Star Games. Two ninety nine. One of those games that you can take everywhere with you because it's small and well packaged, and you can find it at Toy Kingdom. Take a lot and loot. And if you want to read my review, go to nickybush.com and you can just punch in Toy Talk, and my reviews on Seven O Two will come up in a single blog. Fantastic. Now, of course, we know that uh, your book, Future Proof Your Child for the 2020s and and Beyond, is also available when it comes to the conversation around career uh, career guidance and talking about or understanding one's aptitude and um, abilities. But, Nikki, those two websites that you gave us earlier on where people can go and get uh, free online testing, what are they again? Okay, right. Onlinecareerguidance.coza. Mm-hmm. And then there's 123test.com 
and Future Proof Your Child is available at nickybush.com or in any major bookstores. And I have a brand new talk called Catch a Wake Up, which I'm doing for teens and their parents at school starting on Monday. And you'll find more about that on nickybush.com as well. Lovely stuff. Thanks so much, Nikki. We'll chat again next Saturday. That's our parenting expert author, speaker, Nikki Bush.